0: Welcome to Rhema for Today.
1: Now we want to sort of preach a double-barrel message today. Not only establish the fact that healing belongs to us and how to receive it, but then we want to help folks to maintain their healing or to stay healed also after they receive healing. Now first of all, here's the thing that hinders so many people from receiving healing. And here's the most important thing that you should know about divine healing, and that is that it is God's will to heal you.
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth e. Hagan continues his teaching, Healing Classics, next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now... Let's join Brother Hagin for today's message.
1: I'm going to read the same order as I did last night, Matthew 8.17 first. You could follow me in your Bible if you have it as I read Matthew 8.17, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Saying himself, that was Jesus, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Now call your attention to the fact that he said he's quoting Isaiah. Now, you turn to Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, and read the 4th and 5th verses, and we read, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Now, if you've got a good reference Bible, you'll notice that there in Matthew eight seventeen, he said he's quoting Isaiah 53, 4. Well, if you read it in the King James translation, Isaiah 53, 4 did not say he took our infirmities and bare sicknesses. It said, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. However, some reference Bibles will have a little number by them. You can look in the margin to let you know the Hebrew said it, or look it up in the Hebrew Concordance, and you will find that the word, the Hebrew word, translated griefs and sorrows, is translated all throughout the Old Testament, sickness and pain. And that the literal Hebrew Bible reads, Surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pain." And then I have in my possession the, uh, the translation of the Old Testament from uh, Dr. Isaac Lesser. Was then, I don't know now, but uh, uh, the only authorized Hebrew translation from among the, the Hebrews, you see, of the Jews. The only one by the Jewish Orthodox Church, the only authorized translation from the Hebrew, and it reads exactly that way. Surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. So that is the literal Hebrew translation. Now, surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. I want to call your attention to the fact that he's not talking about something here that the Roman soldiers did to Jesus. That wasn't God doing something. He's talking about that God laid on him the cause of sickness and disease and sin, and he bore it. Now the fifth verse, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, And with his stripes we are healed. Now 1 Peter 2.24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Now we want to sort of preach a double barrel message today. Not only establish the fact that healing belongs to us and how to receive it. But then we want to help folks to maintain their healing or to stay healed also after they receive healing. Now, first of all, here's the thing that hinders so many people from receiving healing. And here's the most important thing that you should know about divine healing. And that is that it is God's will to heal you because it is in his redemptive plan. You see these verses here. Isaiah, Matthew, and Peter all substantiate that truth that himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses, that surely hath borne our sickness and carried our pains, and as Peter said, by whose stripes ye were healed. And as long as we're questioned in the will of God, oftentimes that hinders the healing flow from entering our body. Could we ever really accept Jesus Christ as Savior and be saved and question the will of God in salvation? No, we'd usually have to get that settled first. And so these things hinder people. Is it, is it God's will? Well, it has to be God's will because it's in his plan of redemption. It has to be his will because it's taught in his word. It has to be his will because he not only laid our sins on Jesus, but these texts said he laid our sicknesses and diseases on Jesus. The object of Jesus bearing our sin was that we might be free. The object of his bearing our sickness and disease was that we might be free from sickness and disease. And yet, you see, uh, many good Christians, even spirit-filled Christians, fall prey to the enemy in being defeated and failing to receive that which belongs to them. A number of years ago, to be more explicit, the month of November of 1958, I was preaching a revival meeting for a certain pastor here in the eastern part of the United States, or northeast. And uh, this pastor had uh, built this church some 25 years before, gone into a city where there was no full gospel church at all, and had built a a good church, and and it had grown, and was quite a large church, and he had pastored it for 25 years. And uh, they were uh, having, uh, right at the close of our meeting, the next Sunday after we closed, celebrating the 25th anniversary. And he said to me that he was going to resign as pastor on this date, though he wasn't that old, only about 55 years of age. He's a younger man than I am now. He was going to resign because he was physically handicapped. He had an incurable disease. Doctors could not cure it. They could help him with the right kind of diet and some medication could sort of curb the thing and it wouldn't just kill him tomorrow. They said it might shorten his life perhaps 10 years or what he'd ordinarily live. But you see, he was growing worse and he felt like he couldn't perform as a pastor so he's going to resign. Well, of course, I just was preaching this away, and I guess he let my preaching just run off of his back like water off of a duck's back. But then personally, I said to him, began to just talk very pointedly to him about letting God heal him and accepting his healing and go on pastoring in the church. Well, he said, Brother Higgin, you know, I, I, uh, maybe I'm mistaken. Well, I knew he was, but I just didn't pointedly tell him so at the moment. But he said, I I just uh, uh, for a good many years have not believed that it was the will of God to heal me. Well, I said, what scripture did you base that on? We ought to base things on the scriptures, not on experiences. Well, he said, I had a certain experience. Oh, my brother, sister, it's not what your experience said that counts. It's what the Bible says that counts believe the Bible and have an experience in line with the word not just some isolated experience. he said, well I was holding a revival meeting several years ago and he mentioned a certain pastor out in California that I'd held revival meetings for. and he said I had a of course this condition you know is incurable and it, I have it all the time but it sort of had a flare-up of the condition and wasn't able to fill the pulpit on Thursday night. I'd preached, you see, uh, Sunday starting the revival, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and then Thursday, you know, uh, or in the nighttime, Wednesday became uh, uh, worse, you know, and was not able to fill the pulpit Thursday. And we, I'd have some flare-ups. And when I said to the pastor, you go ahead and preach tonight, and I'll be back tomorrow night in order I did, but I didn't get back. And I, I i just got worse, and he had to just close the meeting out. And, And I was in his home sick for two weeks before I could gather enough strength to catch an airplane and fly back here uh, to this part of the country, you see. And so he said, one morning, just as the sun was coming up, my room just suddenly lit up like uh, somebody turned a light on in a dark room. And there was some presence in the room. Now, I never did see his face because it didn't last that long. I wasn't looking up. I was sort of looking down, and I saw the feet of this individual. The feet were bare, and, and they had on a white robe that, that was down about halfway between the knees and the ankles. And as I started up, you see, before it got to the face, it disappeared. It was a man in a white robe. And I believed always that it was Jesus, and he said, It's not my will to heal you and disappear I said, may I ask you a question? He said, you may. I said, you just ask me during this meeting to pray for your brother. You are 55 years old. Your brother's 57 years old, and he's never been a Christian. He's helped you. even put money into the church here to help build it. Been interested in spiritual things to a certain extent, but doesn't come to church, never been converted, never been born again. He had come by, you see. There, the partridge. We stayed in the uh, and and I'd met him there, you see. And never met him at church because he didn't go. And after he'd come by, and I'd met him, you see. Well, this pastor asked me to pray for him. I said, I want to ask you a question. Suppose that he came back this afternoon by to visit a little bit, you know, and and you and I began to talk to him about being a Christian and being saved. And suppose he said to us, "Well, it's not God's will to save me." And we said, why? Well, the other morning, just as I was awakened, there was somebody stood at the foot of my bed in a white robe, looked like a man, and said, he said, it's not my will to save you and disappeared. What would you say to him? Well, he said, I'd say that couldn't be God because the Bible said God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. Isn't that right? Bible said God so loved the world. I said, that's just exactly what I wanted you to say. Now, I said the Bible said that himself took your infirmities and bare your sicknesses. And so that couldn't have been God because, you see, it is his will that you have what Jesus bought and paid for. And though that fellow's a full gospel pastor and preacher and believed in divine healing, he even anointed people with oil, laid hands on them, folks, got healed. Yet he let the devil talk him out of healing, you see. And I said, no, don't you resign. You let God heal you. Well, I'm glad that he let God minister to him. He didn't resign. And uh, I just uh, read recently, uh, or, or someone else told me, and I think I did read it too in a certain full gospel periodical, that this man, you see, had only recently now r- retired from pastoring up there around 70, 71, two years of age, you see. Not preaching, but just pastoring. <laughs> Praise God. Now, he was about to be cheated by the devil because uh, he, he let some kind of an experience dominate him and question the will of God. Friends, the Word of God is the will of God. It's the will of God that I have everything the Word says belongs to me.
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.
2: We've got this special CD by my dad where he went and read scriptures on healing. And this has been played in hospital rooms, I don't know where, all over the world. Yes. And it's got some beautiful music behind as he is reading the Word. And then your CD piece. Where you read the scriptures on On peace. peace.
1: Because, honey, sometimes when somebody is needing healing, uh, their mind is just, yeah, telling them wrong, negative things. And so we do need the peace of God as well. And
2: you got some songs on there, too, about peace. peace.
1: That's right.
2: And then here is a special timeless teaching by my dad. Four CDs, God's Medicine, talking about healing and then my book called Executing the Basics of Healing. Now these are all there for you for a gift of $40 or more. All you got to do is go to rhema.org and, yes. and, and ask for them and we will get them out to you as quick as possible.
0: Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 Again, call toll free one 888 faith we always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of RAMA for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, Healing Classics. That's tomorrow on RAMA for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.